Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me. America is under attack. There's a concerted effort to divide us because our enemies know that if they can divide us, they can conquer us. I'm going to share two things in this podcast. One is on my website, briansussman.com. It's a current blog post that's entitled, A Kingdom Divided Shall Not Stand. And then I'm going to also refer to some notes from a conference that I had the privilege of speaking at last week. It was a conference of police and law enforcement from around the state of California. It's in Monterey. That's where we had the, the gathering. And I was asked to speak uh, about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, something that has become a part of my wheelhouse. A lot of people think of me as the climate guy, but all of my dissertations, all of my talks, all my discussions, all my books about climate have been about how they're weaponizing the climate. The left is weaponizing the climate to use it as a club, a battering ram, to tear down life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So if you don't mind, let me just refer to my notes. They're on my screen here. I begin by talking about this in the blog post. And again, you can read the entire post. I'll just give you some of the highlights. But about 10 years ago, a friend of mine who was very, who's been very successful in the Silicon Valley, this guy is worth untold millions. He's made lots of millionaires. He started one uh, particular internet company that uh, you, you may know of. And he was a, a founding officer on another internet, actually a database, database company that you would probably be aware of if I were to mention the name. But all that said, I'm just saying that to establish that this guy has lots of credibility. He told me 10 years ago, data is the new oil. Now, at first glance, that doesn't mean anything. Data is the new oil. Well, think about this. In previous generations, the wealthiest people on the planet were the people that were the oil barons. They owned the oil companies. You know, our our society, the developed world, runs on fossil fuels. And these people became incredibly wealthy as a result of the extraction of oil, oil wells that they owned. So they were very, very wealthy. But what my friend was saying is that data, data now has become more valuable than oil. Now, what kind of data are we talking about? Well, the data that I'm talking about is the data, it's everything from statistics to everything about you. And it's through the use of statistics and the use of various data, data collection and analyzation and the stuff they're getting on you that they're dividing America. Let me refer to my notes here on the screen for just a moment. For example, they've been collecting data on what you think, on how you think, on what you desire, what you've said, and what you purchased. There was once a slogan attributed to Google, and I, I don't think you can find this on the internet any longer that this is attributed to Google, but having lived and worked in the Silicon Valley for so many years, I heard employees from Google tell me this. We know you better than you know yourself. But it's not just Google. It's Facebook and it's Apple 
and it's Twitter, and, and it's Russia, and it's China, and it's other countries that do not have the best interests of the United States in mind. What these companies and what these countries are doing to us, you have to understand, they're purposefully sowing seeds of division. So now I get to Jesus, who said this, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. That's from Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. I'm using the New King's, King James International Version, or I should say the New King James Version, NKJV. The Lord's words spoken 2,000 years ago are playing out before our very eyes. The big tech titans and the evil nations, they're driving thought. They're not just driving opinion, but they're creating opinion. And they're pushing agendas that fly in the face of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now think about this. We live in a day and age where people actually get their quote-unquote news where do they get their news from? They get it from Instagram. They get it from Twitter. They get it from TikTok. They get it from Facebook. <laughs> These organizations are able to direct traffic in such a way that they can serve up misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda at large. They have teams of players who are online serving up absolute dreck, garbage, opinions that are devised to divide us. And, and by the way, it's, it's all based on your online proclivities, as well as everything you say on, on the phone and everything you utter near Alexa. Alexa, or everything you even say near your smart TV in many cases, everything you text, everything you email, everything you read, these digital entities are collecting all of this and they know how to push your buttons. And by the way, it's really fascinating to note that TikTok is a Chinese company and yet the communist government of China will not allow their people to participate in TikTok. It's designed to screw up America and the developed world. Now, I'm gonna prove my point. Think about this. Think about the overwhelming division that's been sewn into the fabric of America in just, just the last few years. Let's begin with Donald Trump. For years, this guy was a well-liked celebrity. You could even say beloved. I mean, he was a go-to for, for Oprah. She was a frequent guest on Oprah Winfrey's television show when she had it. He was a frequent guest on Howard Stern's popular Sirius XM uh, radio show. He was, he, he was even liked by the liberal ladies on The View. And suddenly he descends from that escalator in the Trump Tower and he's hated. Just like that, he's hated. 
you know, when he was on Oprah's show and when he was on Stern's show and when he was on The View, they would just almost drooling, they would say, Donald, are you going to run for president? He runs and what happens? Do you, do you realize, well, I know you realize this. Families have been divided, torn asunder, relationships ruined because of who you voted for in the last election. If you voted for Trump, I don't want to be a friend with you anymore. You're, you're not my father any longer. I disassociate myself from you. I've heard these stories. Maybe you've experienced them for yourself. Let me give you another example. The same type of division occurred over, vir over a virus and vaccinations. Families split in half. I'm sure you probably noticed it during this last uh, Christmas season and Thanksgiving season. Once again, there were people who didn't show up because they found out you were not vaccinated. Where does this animosity come from? It comes from social media. They're driving it down our throats to divide us. Okay, let me continue. Why is there so much contempt for police in this country? You would say, well, there, there was this incident and there was this incident. Okay, I, I know those things really happened. And I know in some cases there were some police officers acting incredibly inappropriately. But to broad brush the entire law enforcement community as evil, to, to have movements in cities and towns across America to defund the police? This is being driven by forces that want to divide us. Okay, let me give you one more. Why do pro-Palestinian themes often trend higher than pro-Israel opinions on social media? I mean, I'm on social media all the time. I notice what's trending. Pro-Palestinian? It's as if history has been tossed out. Thousands of years of history have been tossed out the window. And then finally into my wheelhouse, the climate. How did a weak hypothesis become accepted as scientific law to the point where skeptics are vilified as dangerous idiots? Do you see what's happening here? This is a digital information war that has been launched on the United States by foreign and domestic subversive forces and it's ripping us apart. Now, let me go to my notes from my speech in Monterey last week. I, I'm not going to go into all of it for you, but I'll give you some of the highlights. I started out my speech. Again, these are police officers who understand this division. They're experiencing it every day. It's getting very, very difficult to recruit officers in many locations around the country. Police are seeing budgets, budgets, budget cuts like you can't imagine. They get a bad rap. It's a terrible working environment. It's not great for community relations, and it's not great for our safety as well. There was a situation recently. A friend of mine owns a, uh, a public gathering place. Um, and this, this public gathering place, a bunch of restaurants, it's kind of like a giant outdoor food court. And a pro-Palestinian demonstration came on the property and decided to stir things up. And they, they had a protest right there on private property, private property, a public gathering place on private property. But it's private property. You just can't barge in 
You can come if you want to eat. You can come if you want to drink. You can come if you want to sit down and enjoy. But you can't just barge in and hold a protest. So my friend's manager called up the local police and said, we've, we've got a disturbance here. They're, they're driving out our customers. They've decided to have a, a big protest on our property. It's private property. And the police backed out. The police said, we don't want to escalate the situation. Uh, we're just going to stand off on this one. Police are there to protect our life, our liberty, and our pursuit of happiness, which is property rights. And the police decided to stand down. Why? Because there's so much animosity against the police force, they thought this could actually work in their disfavor. It's the day and age in which we live. And, and I want to do something to, to support the police. I'm all for the police. They've been there when I needed them. And I wanted to return the favor by being there when they asked me to participate in this conference. So I started out with something. I hope you'll stay with me here. This is from Northwestern University's law school. I read this to the police. Improving the law enforcement image is a matter which, despite its Madison Avenue overtones, is a basic and vital concern in our nation today. The improvement of the law enforcement image is not solely a police responsibility. It is not primarily the district attorney's concern. It is not only the obligation of the courts, it is basically the obligation of the citizens of the community, collectively and individually. The public too often fails to realize that they must play a part in law enforcement. Their role must be active rather than passive, constructive rather than irresponsibly critical, cooperative rather than negative. What we are experiencing more and more is the negative and uncooperative attitudes of segments of our population who ignore their responsibility and the vital stake they have in improving and supporting the forces of law and order. Let me just wrap this up. Unfortunately, the true image of law enforcement, particularly as it applies to police in our nation, is being unfairly distorted and smeared today as never before in our history. At a time when the need for justice under the law was never more apparent or necessary, those who enforce and administer the law find themselves the targets of ridicule and contempt. The serious consequences of this type of attack cannot be overestimated. It strikes at the very foundation of our democratic process and could, if successful, so weaken the structure of our government that the rights of all citizens to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would be jeopardized. What I just read was from the Journal of Law and Criminality, Northwestern School of Law in Chicago. It was written by Michael Murphy. Are you ready for this? In 1965. 1965. The police... We're seeing a backlash in 1965. This has been going on for the better part of 60 years. And now it's worse than ever. Thanks to social media. Thanks to big tech. Thanks to 
enemy forces overseas who do not have our best interest in mind and want to see division sown into this country. Listen, I've talked about this extensively. And I'll talk about it again right now if you're willing to listen just for another moment or two. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness is property rights. Owning property makes people happy. These are God-given rights. This nation was founded on these God-given rights. And the left sees these God-given rights as foolish, absurd. God can't give rights. Only the government can do that. And then we have something called natural law. Everyone knows in his or her heart the difference between right and wrong, truth and a lie, good and evil. But some people choose to lie anyway. Some people choose to do evil anyway. The police are here to defend our rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're here to uphold the natural law, which is based on the Ten Commandments. And Jesus said this, the Ten Commandments can be summed up in this, love your neighbor as yourself. So we're at a place in time in history where the very police who are there to uphold the law and protect us, including our property, can't do their job. They're asked to stand down. They're being defunded. They can't recruit properly. The other team is winning on this one. And we've got to understand what's at stake. It's life, it's liberty, and it's the pursuit of happiness. That's what's at stake. Can I go to the Communist Party USA website for just a moment with you? I shared this with the police officers. You know, all of these radical groups that are subversively attacking America, and they're the same groups that show up at the protests in many cases. You know the radical groups I'm talking about. They all turn to the Communist Party USA for doctrine. The Communist Party USA is not some little offshoot group. They are a well-organized machine that cranks out doctrine. And here's what they say about defunding the police. Listen to this. We demand the implementation of directly elected civilian control boards that have full and unconditional power to determine the final authority over police policy, oversight policy, budget, full authority on disciplinary measures and legal recourse, including subpoena power and the convening of grand juries, hiring and firing over the police chief or superintendent, all officers on the force, the head of any existing oversight or review boards and offices and its members, full access to all investigations, broaden the scope of investigations to include all allegations of misconduct, Negotiation of police union contracts. These radical groups that say they represent the people, these stakeholders, want to run the departments. How do you think all these incredibly radical, progressive, socialist, communist DAs are getting elected in big cities around the country? With money that's, that's from groups like Soros and others who seek to change the law. They want to get rid of the police. They want to sow seeds of corruption, discouragement, chaos. And they're doing a darn good job of it. 
And that's why we need to press in and be firm and be strong in these matters and become equipped to really what's going on. We need to be members of the church of what's happening right now. I'm sorry I'm fired up about this. I will talk a lot about this in my upcoming book, Climate Cult. How exposing and defeating their war on life, liberty, and property. The book will be available for pre-order at the end of February, and I'll let you know more about that. But I'll tell you what's going on just in the world of climate. It has nothing to do with climate. It has everything to do with pushing this agenda to destroy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness any way they possibly can. That's what they want to do. And they want to reinvent the world as we know it with a new economy, a new form of social justice, a new form of social equity, which in fact will, will reward some and punish others. Sometimes really all I feel like I can do is pray. And I do pray. I pray for the United States of America that there will be a great awakening in this land and people will know the truth and they will let the truth set them free. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching wherever you may be uh, tuning in, so to speak. Please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. I appreciate you. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And until next time.